Luke? Welcome. Master Yoda. This is Master Yoda. Master I am not, but Yoda I am. Luke, sit down. Let me tell you a story. Okay. Uh, I'm, I mean, you've lived for so long. I'm sure you have amazing tales to tell. One time, the desert we were in, and many snakes there were, walking around in the desert, saw many snakes, run away from snakes, yes, but also fight them, <laughs> sometimes hide behind a rock we did, to see snakes lose their way, and they run past, <laughs> and then we come out from behind the rock, and the snakes, the snakes come back. They, they come back. And they, we have to kill them. The end. Master Yoda, your eyes are bleeding. Are you scared? Terrified. You will be. We massacre reptiles with a lightsaber and probe for piles of junk in critically panned 90s shovelware Star Wars Yoda stories. This week on Get Played? How did this? Welcome to How Did This Get Played, the show where we discuss the worst and weirdest and wildest video games of all time. That third W was by at Stormbreaker, who specified I must yell wildest. Hope that sufficed. Submit yours wow. at Get Played Pod, hashtag WWW. I'm Nick Weiger, along with Heather Ann Campbell. I'm Heather Ann Campbell, along with our producer, Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. And welcome back, Bucket. We've really done it to ourselves with these past... Wait, what? Oh. <laughs> I forgot to say edge. Edge. What the fuck? Um, what the hell? <laughs> We've really done it to ourselves with these past couple... Sorry, I forgot to say edge. <laughs> edge. You happy? Edge. Yeah. It, it felt... I felt my stomach drop. Like, I thought I had lost consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we've really, uh, the thought I had in my head that precluded me saying my catchphrase is that with this episode and the previous episode, we've really gone hard for the worst sector. Like the, like as far as worst and weirdest and, and what have you, we've really, maybe that's the third W, what have you, uh, uh, the, we've really <laughs> slid towards worst recently. The pendulum has swung in that direction because last week's game Bill Ambeer's combat basketball is maybe the worst thing we've played for the show. And this game also, although there's some defenders for the PC version, uh, the Game Boy version, I think, is is by and large just, just reviled. We've really had to play some sludge, some real garbage. Yeah, this is uh, this was not pleasant. 
But it gives us an opportunity to talk about Star Wars. Am I right, guys? That's true. That's exciting. Always fun to talk about Star Wars. No one's ever <laughs> mad about that. <laughs> nobody, nobody, everyone always agrees. That's true. That's what's nice about it. Uh, but before we get into Star Wars, before we get into this particular game, it is first time to spend 70 seconds in gaming heaven. Matt, let us know when to begin. Begin. Well, since this week's game was a Game Boy game, I dug out all of my Game Boy stuff, including a Game Boy camera and a Game Boy printer. Now, it's 2021, and I was like, there must be a way to get Game Boy camera images off of the Game Boy camera and onto your computer. And sure enough, there is. I got myself a little device known as a BitBoy and have been happily bounding around the confines of my rental unit (laughs) 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 taking photos with a Game Boy camera and ripping them and then putting them as 24 kilobyte images onto my computer. It has been an absolute delight, a real like nostalgic retro experience. I was shocked at how bad the Game Boy printer is. Like it's, Mm. I mean, it still works as intended. And I really like rose colored glasses my way into thinking that the Game Boy printer was not just a wild piece of shit. It is terrible. It is not a good device. But the Game Boy camera is super fun. It even Time's has like up. audio stuff on it. All right, great. Whew. Uh, that does, I mean, you showed me a pic. You took a pic of me with that and showed yeah. it to me. I was like, oh, yeah, this aesthetic is awesome. I love yeah, how, how the Game Boy camera looked. It, it It's a really... It's a really good like also nothing looks like it. Like a like a mat like an old Macintosh bitmap image doesn't look like the Game Boy camera. The Game Boy camera had a very specific like you see it and you're like, "Oh man, it's that like camera for the Game Boy." Like that's yes. the feel. It's good. Um anyway, I don't know uh my next project is uh I'm going to use it as my webcam. Uh there's a guy who I've purchased Game Boy stuff from online. I think his name is Bernard Capulong, I think. But he uh, managed to take a Game Boy camera and use it as a webcam. I'm going to emulate his setup in order to do work with that as my Zoom window. It feels like you, just generally speaking, do things just to see if you can do them. Like, it's like you're just kind of testing the limits of what's possible. Would you say that's accurate? Isn't that what life is? (laughs) Mm, Not for me. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we should... Wait. No, I mean, to answer that question, yes, I love... I love old technology, but I don't like the limitations that the mm. old technology always has. So for, like, my Macintosh Classic, it has a giant hard drive. Huge. Like it has everything that was ever made for a Macintosh classic on it. Because like what you would love with these old things is that you can use them in a maximalist way. Right. Like I have this Apple IIc monitor that I've just hooked up to my uh, MacBook. And it's great because it's running. You can play movies on it and stuff. Like you couldn't do that back in the day. So wow. I, it's it's like... It's not like seeing if you can do it. It's like the most pleasurable way to experience this old technology. Hmm. Interesting. 
<laughs> oh, you know what? Fuck you, Weiger. No, no, no. It's, no, it's interesting. interesting. It's interesting it's what shit. you decide to do. Interesting. You suck. Okay. All right. You, sure. You ruined my life with this podcast. <laughs> Be virtually anonymous if you hadn't done this to me, and now people are like, "Worst and weirdest." Yeah, there's both of them, and I'm like, "Fuck you!" Aren't you on television? I don't think you'd be virtually anonymous. Like a cast member for whose line is it anyway? Yeah, my point stands. <laughs> Hey, let's introduce our guest. We're very, very, very happy to have him back. A comedian and co-host of the podcast, Two Old Queens, Mark Rennie is here. Hi, Mark. Hello. I'm shocked to hear the Game Boy printer is terrible. (laughs) 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 Would never have predicted that technology would be bad. (laughs) It's thermal. It's not like it's burnt. It burns the paper like a receipt printer. Full-size printers were terrible back then. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. Uh, Mark, did, did, uh, did you ever, were you a Game Boy owner? You ever mess around with any of those accessories? I did. Ha- I didn't have any of the accessories, but I did have a Game Boy. Um, we had Tetris. I had Gargoyles Quest. I think that's what it was. And Spider-Man? Beyond that, I have no idea what I had. But yes, I did have a Game Boy and it was mind-blowing. Gargoyles Quest, I think I had on NES. And yeah, that was actually a pretty good platformer. Right? I remember the Game serves. Boy, like you had to like... It was best during the day with like indirect sunlight. So I found like a certain spot on the couch to sit. There was like an ideal window of time. You know, mm. like, uh, yes, filmmakers say golden hour <laughs> with the lighting is perfect. <laughs> Very similar. His Game Boy hour. Yes. Those those old school mobile devices, those old school handhelds that weren't that weren't backlit or frontlit, and you were just reliant on some. Like it was just it's it's an unimaginable. Uh, struggle with today's devices, but it was like a huge pain in the ass. And I remember there was because the Game Boy Advance wasn't even backlit, right? Like it was, no, it was not. So that was also like, it, like even though it was full color and and was was more like a Super Nintendo level of technology, it's still like it was just fucking hard to see a lot of times. You just have to like pick a room where it worked. <laughs> but at the time, it was incredible because if you've never seen anything like that, you're like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. For sure, yes, no, one hundred percent. Did you uh, 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 like uh, uh, back in the day? I mean, were you w- what platforms were you playing on generally? Were you were you on the Nintendo side of things? I was, yes, of course. And we did have a Genesis with a thirty-two X, so I was able to play Doom. Wow! And uh, I had, yeah, I had Nintendo. My very first job, the first paycheck I got, I bought a Super Nintendo. That rules. Um, but then I skipped. I didn't have another Nintendo until GameCube, I think. Wow. I had a Dreamcast in there. Oh, hell yeah. Did you have a, like, so thinking back on the Dreamcast GameCube era, uh, do you have any favorites from those, from that generation? For some reason, I bought a Madden game. I don't know why, but I did. But I remember enjoying it. But I really loved Crazy Taxi. That's the one. Oh, yeah. That's my oh, one. Oh, man. When I think of Dreamcast, I think of Crazy Taxi. And thinking that was just the most delight. I would play that for hours and hours. It was just so fun. I never figured out what the extra thing in the Dreamcast controller was for or what to do with it. But it was incredible. And then on GameCube, I loved Metroid Prime. That was the one. I really right. remember. I'm still yeah. waiting on that fourth one, like everybody else. 
Yeah, I I I wonder I when that will actually release. It's probably you don't think it'll ever ever happen. No, never. I think that's wow. gonna happen, guys. I think that's like Waluigi and Smash. It's just not gonna happen. <laughs> Man. Um, I, 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 going back to Crazy Taxi real quick. That game was was so fun and so simple. Could we get? Could we justify? Could we back our way into doing a Crazy Taxi episode, or are people going to yell at us and say that's off topic? Mm. Wait, right now? No, not right now. I don't mean I'm not trying to do it right now. No, I meant in general. Could we in the future? Could we do a Crazy Taxi episode of this show? I'm sure we can. We've we've done real games like we can do anything now anything right. that taxi is definitely weird yeah like, it features the offspring that's true you know what that's enough that's sound off end. if you think we should do it reddit <laughs> <laughs> um, now mark when we had you on previously we were talking about uh, uh, mass effect andromeda in yes. the time since that episode is released, there is the remaster of the Mass Effect trilogy that yes. is on the horizon. Uh, are you excited for that? I couldn't be less interested. I've already played them. Why? Wow. I don't need to play them again. There's, it's like, uh, I don't need to watch reruns. I need a, I want something new. <laughs> <laughs> and I've seen the, gra- the trailer, like, yeah, it still looks kind of shitty. It doesn't look that much better. So what would you, why would I need to spend another? They should give it to me. I've already paid for these games. <laughs> why do I need to pay for them again? It's like how they keep re-releasing Evil Dead on like DVD. There's like eight different versions. Like, no, I've done it once. <laughs> so no, I'm not going to buy it. I'm not interested. <laughs> you, so you, you just don't replay games as a rule. The only games I've really replayed is Resident Evil 4 is the only game hmm. I would play over. And I've played that like three or four times to completion, which probably isn't very much. But when I'm done with a game, I'm like done with it. I don't ever really do like the new game pluses. I just want the next thing. I just want to do something new because I like leveling up. And once I've leveled up and I'm capped out, I don't want to plateau. I'm not really that interested in it. You know, all the nooks and crannies. I'm not I don't need to go 100 percent on things. I have a theory that there are different kinds of gamers. Uh, This is a theory I have not voiced on the show, uh, which is, and they're defined by how they get their dopamine hits during a game. Mm. And there are some people from whom the dopamine hit is triggered by the numbers going up. And there are some people for whom the dopamine hit is triggered by overcoming increasingly difficult obstacles. Um, It sounds to me, you know, like those are the people who do the new game. Plus it's like, Oh, I'm fighting against this monster and it is 10 times harder this time because the difficulty level has been ratcheted up or people who play grounded mode on the last of us, where it's like one death and you are sent back to the very beginning of the game. Right. So you would call it, you think Mark, you're a, like, you're a, you just like the numbers going up. That's I the like kinda... the numbers going up. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like frustration. I tried playing Bloodborne. I got through 30 minutes. I'm like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know where I'm supposed to go. Why does nothing work? Who are these ghosts? <laughs> Why do I keep dying? <laughs> I don't think it's for me. I like, like I've been playing, this is like a dumb game, but I've been playing Borderlands 3 and it's like heroin. You know what I mean? It's just like <laughs> right. you, all these like these new games. There's like they're so easy and smooth. And like I love I've never played more games in this last year. And I just love like the like. So going back to this game, it was like 
why would I want to play an old game? It's like going from heroin to like Diet Coke. It's like, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) I always have, because I have like the Nintendo that, uh, the Switch emulator thing. You could tell I'm a real hardcore gamer. Um, <laughs> but I'm like, I'll play him for like five minutes. I'm like, even Donkey Kong Country, which is a game I used to love, I'll play it for five minutes. I'm like, wait, this is hard. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I get frustrated. And like, I just want to blow things up and level up. Can I say, um, can I say, so I have, I, 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 I don't want to come off as a purist or like some kind of archivist but like, I think something is lost when you play Donkey Kong Country on the Switch. I sure. Think, so I've I've got it. Play I play it on my my Sony CRT with the original controller, and it is pleasurable. There's something about mm. it that is like pleasure, like the the softness of the graphics on the screen, the yeah. the responsiveness. Like it's also it, there's no frame dropping. On your input, whereas on the Switch emulator, there's like a two or three frame, four, two or three frame frame drop. Same with the like the Nintendo Mini, and I think it r- rips something out of the game and makes it not fun. Because I can't stand playing the Nintendo stuff on the Switch, but I love playing it on the original stuff. And I think it's there's some there's a it's not it's not rose it's not nostalgia bullshit. I think there's no. actually something missing from the games when you play them in the new way. No, I, I fully, I, I fully get what you're saying. And I, 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 I'm on board with that. I mean, original hardware, if possible, I think is always ideal, but you know, it, it's, I, I do like that's that stuff is just playable at all yes. on contemporary platforms. Just like, yes. just, just, just in terms of the survival of media. Yeah. Uh, but I don't, I, I, I'm not, I'm not gatekeeping about the content itself and, Oh, you shouldn't play it unless you're playing it on the original. I'm just saying that like, <laughs> if you play it now and you're like, this isn't fun. I agree. It's not fun on the Switch, but it is fun on the old systems. It's fun. But then I do right. love like arcades. Like I do love an old like a barcade. Yep. Like I love like the original like Star Wars, you know, X-Wing thing. Yeah. Like that stuff I love. I'll play those it, that for hours. And that's the original machine. Yes. So that, like but if you play it on like a fucking emulator, it's What's not fun. Yeah. Yeah. Man, going to I just like one of the only instances in which I'm comfortable in any sort of social situation is the barcade <laughs> where I have both alcohol and video games to occupy me. And obviously an experience we can't have right now, but you just talking about it, Mark, put me very much in the, the ah, God, I want to do that immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I want to get vaccinated and fucking go to a barcade. Everything's going to be sticky. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's going to be disgusting. It's such an unhygienic environment. I know. It's just people are, people are spilling margaritas over their hands and then touching their fucking, uh, touching joysticks and buttons. It's a nightmare versus what we're, what we've become accustomed to. So maybe that I'll be so, maybe I'll find that so jarring. I won't be able to relax. The barcade nearest me is closed permanently. Wow. Uh, it did not make it through pandemic. And that was the place I would go when I was like depressed. I'd be like, mm-hmm. well, I'll roll over to the barcade and play like $5 worth of video games. And I'll come back and I'll be like, oh, this is fun. Um, <laughs> oh, no. But yeah, I don't know. It's we'll always have Dave and Busters, times. I bet. They're going to survive, right, Dave and Busters? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, I, don't think, I don't think they need money. I think that they're like just a front. 
Like it, you don't get the sense when you go into a Dave and Buster's that they're counting on it. <laughs> Do you guys? So, Mark, you mentioned the uh, the old X Wing cabinet. Do you have any favorite arcade games? Oh, I like that. Do you remember that one? It's super old, but it's like uh, where you're just driving a fire truck and one person's sitting down and then one person's like standing at the back with the wheel. Yes. Okay. I know yeah. what you're I loved about. any, like I loved pole position. I would play yeah. that for, cause I love the stick shift and I love, I don't know, something about the wheel and the pedal is so satisfying. And that wheel is just so smooth and perfect. I would play that forever. I'm terrible at fighting games, so I can't play those. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I generally get shithoused at arcades and fighting games. Heather can more than hold her own. But I like any cabinet that you can sit down in, like you were talking about. Yes. Anytime it's like a full enclosure. Uh, again, just something that's so completely in, unhygienic. You're talking <laughs> yes. about being in a tightly enclosed space that someone's been touching for a half hour. I played but, the arcade version of Typing of the Dead. Wow. That was That's fun. awesome. That yeah. we learned, you had to have one person just shouting what the words were, and then you just staring at the keyboard. That's how we <laughs> figured it out. Did you did you have the Dreamcast version? Because I did with the Dreamcast I keyboard. No. I grew up um, in San Jose, so we would get all like their arcades always had like the latest stuff because that's where that's all awesome. the video game machines were or the companies. That's were. rad. I really, I really liked. There was this. There's. I mean. For a long time, arcades had better graphics than what the home was capable yes. of. Yes. And it was so wild. It was like walking into a showroom when you would walk into an arcade <laughs> yeah. because you were like, this isn't possible. Like, I, I have vague memories of a Jurassic Park shooting game. Mm -hmm. And for my brain at the time, I was like, this is as good as the movie looks. Right. Which is not true. But at the time, I was like, this is, I can't believe you can play this. Yes. You know? Well, there was also things like there would be a home version uh, and then an arcade version, the arcade version, the, the or there'd be a home port of an arcade version. The arcade version looked so much better. Like if you yeah. compare Ghouls and Ghosts to Ghouls and Ghosts Arcade, you'd go and you'd look at that. I remember, that, honestly, I went to, I've been to Disney World once in my life when I was eight years old. And I think the most dazzled I was by the experience was being in the arcade and seeing ghouls and ghosts and being like, holy shit, I can't believe how much, this, how great this looks. <laughs> These graphics are unbelievable. I went to Disneyland when I was a kid and we played uh, Michael Jackson's Moonwalker in Tomorrowland. And that was <laughs> uh, upsetting when I look back on it. <laughs> but at the time, it was thrilling. You're under a giant X-Wing when you're doing it in the Disney arcade. Wow. Yeah, it's so cool. They Although they took the they turned the blood off on the Mortal Kombat machine, I remember. And that was fucking really disappointing. But when I so this was at Disneyland, which I've been to a number of times because I, I grew up in Southern California. So they they turned off the blood in the Mortal Kombat cabinet in Disneyland proper. But if you took the monorail to the Disneyland hotel, they had the blood on in their arcade. Yes. So I remember my friend John and I were at Disneyland. Uh, yeah, I think, I think this was John Savi and I. We were at Disneyland and we, we took the monorail to the Disneyland hotel just to play Mortal Kombat <laughs> instead of <laughs> instead of riding rides or anything. Kids are fucking idiots. <laughs> Have horrible judgment. <laughs> Mortal Kombat. The Mortal Kombat was next to a Virtua Fighter machine in like near my school, uh, and it was at a pizza restaurant. And seeing those two games side by side was, cra it was crazy. <laughs> it was like, 
okay, one of these games looks like people and the other game moves like people. Like yes, you, right. you, you felt like if you could combine these two things into one thing, it would be indistinguishable from reality. <laughs> and I feel like we've lost it because there was like they just showed a video for like the PS5 version of Final Fantasy VII Remake. And they would do like this split screen effect to show like, here's the PS4 graphics and here's the PS5 graphics. And I was like. These are the same. I can't tell the difference. <laughs> like, it's not like such like these graphics aren't like mind blowing anymore. Yes, the loading screen, you know, speeding up is very nice. But graphics wise, I, it's almost like they've plateaued. Mm -hmm. We don't get those big jumps anymore. I think you, you could even argue that kind of happened in the prior generation or even the generation before, just kind of that 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 curve keeps getting, uh, you know, more and more gradual. I, I will say that the I played some God of War. We've talked about God of War, the 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 new one on this podcast with some frequency. I played some of that on PS4 and playing it on PS5 in 4k 60 fps like that is like a thing when you see it on person it's maybe not perce perceivable mm. on a side-by-side -side youtube video but seeing it in person is just like oh wow this feels like a like a, a dramatic jump yeah. um, but you're right that, that, that it's, it's really just reached a point where we're just just polishing what is already there just refining what's already there these, these dramatic leaps don't really happen anymore right i think god of war on ps5 is akin to me playing or outputting graphics uh, from a Game Boy camera. It's like, it was fine to begin with. Everybody loved mm. it. Mm -hmm. But the the version that you wish is a 4K 60 frames per second God of War. It's just the optimized version of old tech. Right. Um, or it's the special editions of Star Wars. Like, we all... There you go. The old Star Wars are fine. <laughs> but don't we all want to see the CG... <laughs> like add-on things? <laughs> Don't we want to see Jabba? <laughs> I want to see Han Solo step on Jabba's tail. <laughs> Every time they change something in one of those movies, it's an upgrade. That's just I remember <laughs> when you could see the boxes around the TIE Fighters. That's how old I am. Wow. <laughs> I remember watching that on set. Like some somebody had like a VHS copy or something, and it was like there were white boxes around everything. <laughs> My family, when it was on yeah. pay-per-view, we had, it was like the first time we'd ever had like a movie on pay-per-view and like neighbors came over. My dad hooked like the stereo speakers up to the TV just to watch a movie at home. And it was like an event. Wow. That rules. It was pretty fun. Man, stuff used to be special. Unless right? we're talking about Yoda stories. <laughs> <laughs> Yoda stories is truly bad. I do want to, before we get into this, I do want to ask Mark, uh, like Star Wars fandom, Star Wars games, do you, did anything come to mind? Are there any that you that you really responded to in the past? Uh, game TIE Fighter on the PC is like one of my favorite games of all time. Yes, me too. Yes. Love TIE Fighter. TIE Fighter was incredible. I loved all like the Super Nintendo ones. I'd buy each of those or have bought for me. Um, now what's, I played Jedi Fallen Order. 
Uh, it was fun. Um, I built a Mandalorian uh, Razor Crest a few months ago. Lego Razor Crest. Hey. Wow, that's cool. Very, isn't it cool? Isn't that cool? <laughs> <laughs> it is to me. Yes, it is. <laughs> On this podcast, yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, you're the alpha now. <laughs> I've read Star Wars books. I read The Light of the Jedi, which is like the new uh, oh, the right High here. Republic. Yeah, I've got that on my shelf right behind me as we record on the Zoom. So I like Star Wars, I would say. Were you at, uh, just on the book front? Were you a, a Timothy Zahn reader? Did you do that trilogy? No, but I just, I have all three. I just got them in like the last few months. And I read the first one a few uh, months ago. Fun, weird, but great. <laughs> I remember I read them as a kid, but I remember really like thinking they were awesome and thinking that like th this is just what seven, eight and nine should be when they do it. Obviously, it, it wasn't that. Uh, but it's uh, I, like I do remember really liking that. And Zahn's still at it. Zahn's making he's 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 Zahn's now writing Thrawn books. Zahn and Thrawn, you can't be stopped. <laughs> I just read the first one in that series, uh, like last month. And the thing that's really stuck in my head about it is that, like, you know, every, everything in Star Wars has its own word, like, has its own right. thing. And it's a, it's in world thing. Uh, and then there's a part early in the book where it's describing this, like, exotic drink that Luke is making that he learned it from, uh, from Lando Calrissian. And and then what he explains to 3PO what it's called. It's called hot chocolate. <laughs> I was exactly. so mad. Wow. Yeah. They could have called it anything. Wow. It's a swerve. You think it's <laughs> like it's it to Star Wars people. Uh, that is uh, that is extremely unusual. Boy, that <laughs> Whoever is... considers such a thing. Hot chocolate. <laughs> that really begs some questions. Like so coca beans. Mm -hmm. exist in Star Wars then, right? Yeah. I would yes. think so. Would Which have mean, to. But, but like, does anything else recognizable exist in Star Wars? Uh, Subway. Subway sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well. Mark Hamill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Let's get into Yoda's stories, wait, Heather. Wait, wait, wait. Before we go into it, I want to say that I, so I'm, New, like, as of The Last Jedi, became a fan of Star Wars and then have, like, deep dived, like, torn through right. everything, read all the comics. I don't know if I've talked about that on the show before, but, you know, originally, Nick, you came to me and were like, maybe we should do a Star Wars podcast. I'm glad yes. we didn't, because this is <laughs> great, man. This is just... <laughs> <laughs> a real sliding doors point <laughs> it, it was our decision to go because we actually recorded an episode of that we recorded yeah. a pilot episode of that and we're just like like oh well, well maybe we'll we'll figure something else out um and uh and also weirdly it feels like talking about video games is a less toxic climate amazingly than talking about <laughs> star wars like i feel like <laughs> this is a safer bet I want to say a thing that I found out this week about Star Wars that blew my mind, which is that for Rise of Skywalker, which is my least favorite of the Star Wars films below what? Solo, hated, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, they shot they shot a sequence where Kylo Ren tortures Chewbacca, and Christ, and. <laughs> 
seeing there's there's like art and stills that have like there's a Polish book coming out about like the making of Star Wars or whatever. And like it's going to come out here. But one of the things that's revealed is that they shot a sequence where Kylo Ren tortures Chewbacca. And I was like, how how is it that they had to to see that on screen before they were like, this won't work for a redemptive character. We can't have him do this. Like, I know on page, like you said, Jesus Christ, when I described it, you didn't see all the needles sticking into Chewbacca's back as Kylo Ren towered over it. Like, why would you? Anyway. It said the audience was tortured. (laughs) (laughs) So that's, that was the, trivia that I learned this week and I couldn't believe it but we're not here to talk about Rise of Skywalker we're here to talk about Yoda stories is it time to go can I do it yes can- please all right here we go Yoda story Star Wars Yoda stories is a 1997 adventure video game based on Star Wars developed by LucasArts first published on Microsoft Windows and then we all played it on the Game Boy Color was a 1999 release of a video game. Now, other games that came out the year that Yoda stories came out are, include Final Fantasy VIII, Donkey Kong 64, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, Silent Hill, Grand Theft Auto II, Crash Team Racing. Mm, a mixed year for video games, but still some real heavy hitters in there. I'm a huge fan of Final Fantasy VIII. Yoda stories is a top-down Zelda-esque, Legend of Zelda-esque video game where levels are procedurally generated, which means that each time you play, the game is laid out a little bit differently. It has no central plot and no goal. So if you've (laughs) thought, you know what's great about Star Wars is the storytelling then you were wrong because apparently what's wrong, what's great about Star Wars is just meandering around in the desert, waving a lightsaber like you're showing somebody a Slim Jim. It's fucking awful. <laughs> it's an awful uh, game. It's dog shit. It's truly bad. I played the, uh, you, you said we played the Game Boy Color. I actually did play the PC version. Oh, wow. On DOSBox and so so just to uh, and and it was a different developer who handled the Game Boy Color version, but there's they're basically I don't know if it's a straight port or they built it from the the ground up, but it's base it's the same game fundamentally. And I, in terms of when this was released, so this is you know Microsoft Windows ninety five is the big transformative OS. Obviously, comes out in nineteen ninety five. Windows ninety eight similarly. So this is coming right in the middle of that when in kind of the the midst of desktop computing being normalized both in the home and the work. And so my understanding is that the genesis of the this idea the the uh, uh the what this was meant to be is kind of the star wars version of solitaire or minesweeper just yeah. like a little time killer for an office drone it says it on the back of the box like it says you know no say goodbye solitaire this is effectively a mindless game that you can play on your on your computer the thing about solitaire is though it's telling a story it's telling a story from beginning to end. Like you, you go from chaos playing, to order. Yeah. There you there's, go. You're, yeah. You're playing a beginning, middle and end of a concept that is randomized. Whereas this is, this is, and the music, oh my God, 
Well, I'd, I'd be interested to, to hear what the sound design is like on the Game Boy Color. I imagine it's not nearly as good because the sound effects they use, they use real Star Wars movie sound effects of the PC version. And so like the lightsaber wave and the, the droid sound effects are actually pretty like it's like the best part about the game is just hearing the actual sound effects they use in the movies. The music, though, there would be parts where it sounds like the score is like running out of gas, but then it like kind of like re- like it slows down. Did anybody else like pick up on that? Where it's like <laughs> going, it's doing the theme that goes, then it like comes right back up again. And it's also the same sound ev- music every level. Yeah. On the Game Boy Color, it does have like the official lightsaber sound, the official blaster sounds. Like it has all those sounds. They're stripped down and, and, and forced out of the Game Boy, but. They, all those sounds are present. The music, Matt, can you play the music that plays for, because it makes you, it makes you hate the main theme. <laughs> it's like being, it's like being like, well, this is a terrible joke and I shouldn't say it and maybe we'll cut it out, but it's like the kind of thing that they would play at Guantanamo. <laughs> Someone hasn't seen the Mauritanian. <laughs> uh, here's the here's the sound. Charming at first. You're like, okay, cool. I'm gonna be Luke Skywalker, and I'm gonna go out in the desert. And I'm gonna get. Power converters. I gotta. I gotta put them in a ship. Uh, uh, oh, that's okay. where you think that's it's it. breaking. <laughs> God, that's awful. But just this, over and over and over and over and over again. So yeah, the that's uh, the PC version actually has like little snippets of John Williams' score, oh. like, which which they also did in like um, what was the other one of that era? Was was it Rebel Assault? Was that the CD-ROM? Uh, I can't. I can't remember what the name of the C, the big CD-ROM one, uh, that Star Wars game that came out around the era of X-wing and Tie Fighter. But that is a similar thing. It actually had the score in the game. Well, didn't um, Shadows of the Empire on N64 yes, have N64, clips yes. of the music? Like this came out in th- it's December '99, so this came out after Phantom Menace. But the Game Boy Color's sound chip just wasn't capable of that. I All don't right, think. So, so I don't think it, it comes, can play. Fine. Yeah. Great. I, I see you're a Yoda Stories defender. <laughs> Nick, Nick Yoda Stories Weiger. Here on, can we talk about how Yoda looks pissed off to be in the game? In the, in the <laughs> you blame him? Yeah, it's, this is, it's like when, uh, you know, it's like how uh, someone in the Marvel Cinematic Universe gets signed on for like 12 properties when they get the, the first one and then they're just eventually exhausted and just completely phoning it in. Yoda has that same disposition. Um, <laughs> It is a it's it's so gameplay wise it's I don't know it's it, it, it when you hear it when you hear like procedurally generated uh you know game you play over and over again like it sounds like oh this is like a Star Wars roguelike that should be fun that should be like you know if there was like a Star Wars version of the contemporary example of ha- is Hades if there was something like that or there was like a you know like a a, a Diablo clone that was Star Wars set that could be fun but this one, because of its aesthetic and because of how limited it is, it's just it's just this tile based movement, and um, the animation is is extremely limited. It's you, it's basically just characters like pivoting uh, in place. There, there's it's so minimal. 
that it's just like it's it, and also the art style is so un, I found aggressively unpleasant. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing this looks is, like anything. No. I, I I would like to share from the Wikipedia article about this game that with a score of two out of 10, Yoda Stories holds IGN's lowest ever review rating for a Game Boy Color game. Wow. Like, wow. This is, it's not just a bad Star Wars game. It's a bad game. Like the, <laughs> when you move across the map, there's no animation in between frames of movement. So the map will go from, being on the left to being on the right. Like there's no, like there's no like motion. (laughs) So it just looks like a, like an image, like flickering on your screen from different locations over and over. I don't know how to describe how bad the movement is. I got a headache and felt nauseous after about 15 minutes. (laughs) Right. It was rough. (laughs) I also, Um, I don't have the full text of the opening crawl. I do. Uh, I took some screen grabs. <laughs> but, you know, Star Wars is known for the opening crawl. Like, even even the dead speak leaps off of the screen and says, oh, shit, something's happening. Right. When, right. when this game starts and the crawl begins, the first thing you see is, hello, someone wrote yoda with so many exclamation points and from what i remember yoda does not really use exclamation points at one point he said i thought this was very funny um give me a second sorry (laughs) i don't have it oh wait here we go oh yeah uh jabba's agents have impounded the millennium falcon on tatooine again (laughs) (laughs) like they just dropped the yoda syntax yeah, he right. stops talking like he's, Yoda. He's like he's he's so tight. He just he, like you show up and he's like, "Hello, okay, yeah. here's the thing." There's smoking some... a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are these stories? Yoda is telling Luke ostensibly the story of the time Luke had to help get the Millennium Falcon out from being impounded. That's out of all the Yoda stories you have. You've lived on Dagobah how long? I would love to hear how you spent your time. Instead, you're telling me a story I already know about the time there was like a DMV issue. Remember the time you went on an adventure? Clearly, he's in the later stages. Dementia is ravaging his little brain. (laughs) Uh, yeah, the, the, uh, the, you're right that the voices of the characters are not really represented in the dialogue at all. I have this little snippet from what, like, there's a medical droid who's like, you know, like a, just one of the NPCs. And this is the medical droid speaking. Be careful. This is dangerous country. Before you venture far away, try to find a terrain locator. It will clarify, uh, uh, the, uh, sorry, let me move the next still here. Um... Oh, I fucking lost it. God damn it. What a mess. <laughs> keep it. Keep all this. Keep this. <laughs> this, is the expe- this is the real experience of how this get played. This is what it's like. <laughs> how do you do it? It Heather? will clarify the situation here and keep you from getting lost. Stay on the lookout for weapons, all caps as well. You can never have too many. So again, it just doesn't feel like, like that's not like what, I, I guess I know some droids kind of have a more human cadence, but it's like nothing there is like it, it's just so generic feeling. And that and for a world that is so filled with life and dense with detail, it's a bummer that that that's what you're dealing with in Yoda stories. 
Remember the time you came into my house just now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were bottomless. <laughs> Nothing going on Uh, under that robe, huh? The enemies are just very like, you know, there's there's some there's some wampas, there's some Tuscan Raiders, but there's also just a lot of like, you know, like worms and snakes and yeah. just sort of and turtles, <laughs> just generic like fucking wildlife, like regular stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like Luke is I mean, entering an ecosystem and killing everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He kills like 30, like, uh, you know, sand people, like all to get the Millennium Falcon because it's impounded. Like, just pay your bill. (laughs) That's the issue. That's also, I mean, given what we know about Luke and Anakin, I know these aren't canonical Yoda stories. These are just things that Yoda imagined, maybe. Remember the time you killed everything in the desert? Uh, Like... He, it's problematic to have him killing all of the sand people because like that's like the the turning point in yeah. Anakin's life and in right. this that's it's just the, like wh- he's just wiping them away like yes this 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 incident that that marks the the basically the shift from the light side to the dark side when Anakin exacts violent refre- revenge upon the uh the people who kidnapped his mother like that is just handled. It's just like a. It's just like a normal question here. It's just like a casual thing. It's just like kill thirty sand people. You know. It's, it's just. It's. It's very. It, it, I don't know. I mean, it just speaks to this. This kind of just not really like being a Star Wars property that doesn't really exist in or respect Star Wars. And I think that comes down to just kind of that. That that includes just how half-assed it is in every single way. Mm-hmm. Also, just it fucking looks like it looks so fucking bad. And then also on the on the PC version, you are inside a window, like a desktop window. Like there's no like we're escaping to something else. It is it is something that you can quickly minimize to hide from your boss, I guess. But it's just got that like generic, you know, um, uh, uh, that generic like sort of Windows UI look to it with the with the menu screen. It's, there's nothing that feels like it's any sort of escape. It feels like you're using a, a, you're using fucking Excel that has Yoda in it. Imagine the poor person who got fired for playing Yoda stories. <laughs> what a tragic figure! <laughs> you got fired. What? What happened? Uh, they caught me jacking off. It was. It, <laughs> I swear. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's. I I'm I know that we chose the worst of the Star Wars games other than I think the Connect one that we just can't physically play because none of us right. have Connect. Um but it is funny to go from Yoda stories and then go into VR and play Squadrons and <laughs> right. like have the full immersive I'm flying over that like planet surfaces in a tie fighter like this whole thing and then go back out and like play more yoda stories it's it feels like punishment like it is right. not it's not i i don't i you know how we talk on the show about how kids don't know if games are bad or hard when they get them i think yes. you would have known this game was bad i think you would have been like this game is not good 
Because there's nothing I, I pleasing. There's nothing fun. Like even like if it is like a minesweeper time pass. Well, then like the movement, like in solitaire, it's it's fun to move the cards around. You know what I mean? It's like pleasing. But this, there's just like nothing. It's like the world navigating the world is like nightmares because you're not sure what's a barrier or what you could just like sail over. I'd only learn from watching the playthrough that you could push things. I didn't know you were like, that's the only way to it. I played it for 50 minutes getting nowhere. I thought I had the red ID card. I found a red slot. Nothing happened. I I wasn't sure if I was pushing the wrong button or what. This game's a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a real bummer. Um, but I guess we should get to our final thoughts. (laughs) It's time for the review crew. So we'll each say something positive about this game and then give it a numerical decimal score. Uh, I guess my positive is that I'm glad that this sort of like sort cheaply made um, just purely pure license cash in didn't take off like it's kind of nice that this is a curiosity that this isn't like oh this is just how like yeah every licensed game now yeah there's there's no batman arkham asylum in our world it's it's a batman uh desktop app that you play on your computer when you're wasting time at work uh, or in a lecture so i'm gl- i guess i'm kind of glad that that sort of just half-assed execution of an IP is not that that's completely gone. I mean, there's all sorts of apps and uh, uh, mobile apps and mobile games that are like that, but it, 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 it did not become the fixture that it could have been had this game been a runaway success. Um, that said, it's, it's, I just fucking hate looking at it so much. It looks so fucking, it looks like shit. I hate the fucking art style. I hate the, 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 um, uh, the chibi aesthetic with the with the with the giant fucking heads. Uh, I I hate how it, nothing really animates. It's just a it's just an aggressively ugly game. Uh, so I'm gonna give it a 1.0. Uh, Heather. Wow. You okay? Nothing. I I'm I'm <laughs> racking my brain to come up with a good thing about Star Wars Yoda stories. Uh, you know, it's funny that Yoda says hello. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's n- neat to see the Millennium Falcon on your Game Boy. Like it's like, oh, <laughs> hey, I love that shape. Um, this game sucks. It sucks. It doesn't. It doesn't have an ending, right? There's no ending. You There's can no, progress as you keep playing. I don't know if there there is a proper ending, but if you but no, if you finish it enough times, you unlock more and more things. But there's no no ending. It doesn't. Like, it's never like congratulations, Luke. You saved the galaxy. It's like you're you're sitting in Yoda's hut and he's been talking for days, and none of his stories have a beginning, middle, or end. This game's a zero for me. This is a wow. zero. Wow! I wow! I hated this game. Although I did like that it made me dig out my Game Boy stuff. Um, wow, zero from Heather. Matt, what do you think? So, I don't hate Star Wars now. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like it less. It, it, the thing, I'll say that there's now like a new low for what I think Star Wars can be. Like, mm. that's my positive thing. Because like, I, wow. in my mind... It's like the bottom of the bottom. 
is uh, what Rise of Skywalker, like then like the prequels, and even then, that's like pretty good. Uh, yeah, this is now the bottom of Star Wars for me. So I appreciate that it lifted everything else up. That's so you would rate thing. Gina Carano's Twitter above this? <laughs> <laughs> you know, interesting, interesting Matt. <laughs> uh, wow, I, I'm so nervous. <laughs> no, no, of course not. Obviously, uh, though it is unfortunately canon. I do consider it canon, but I don't Thank consider you. it better uh, right. than this. Um, I'll say that I... <sighs> I never want to think about this game ever again. I'm going to give this, I'll give it a, uh, a one, a negative, uh, I'll give it a negative one. Wow. Wow. Negative one. Yeah. Have you gotten to negative numbers before? <laughs> I think I have. I think I might just be pissed off that I played. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down, Matt. Uh, all right, Mark, what do you think? Uh, something positive and your score for Yoda stories. When you died, you got a fun, like, pixel, like, 8-bit whatever rendition of Darth Vader. I was like, oh, that's fun. Something. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. But that was about, I, And then there was, like, a good pixel art of, like, a TIE fighter chasing an X-Wing. I was like, oh, this is, like, getting me excited for the game. And then the rest is all dreadful. So I would give it a .66. In honor wow. of Order 66. Wow. Oh, there you wow. go. Which, you this go. is the first game that made me wish it was more wide-sweeping. Order 66 <laughs> killed everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I've turned to the dark side. <laughs> Well, hey, those were our thoughts on Star Wars Yoda stories, but Heather, maybe we were wrong. Maybe we were wrong. Maybe we were wrong. We've got reviews or coverage or clips from all over the internet that present a contrary opinion to the one that we've just formed about this beloved game, Star Wars Yoda Stories. You know what? I'll go first. And I'm taking my maybe we were wrong from the box itself. Where <laughs> wow. The, where the subtitle on the front of the box says, hey, this is quick, challenging fun for all ages and skill levels. You know what? I didn't have that experience, but if the box is saying that that's what the game is, then maybe I was wrong. Nick? That's true. I couldn't find a positive review about this game anywhere. I found a couple. Um, I'll read the, this first one. This is a, a Metacritic user review by user Terran Kevin, who gave this game a 10 out of 10. Holy shit. Uh, wow. Now, keep in mind, I'm just going to read the first sentence of this review. To kind of, that would would hopefully that that will hopefully illuminate why this score might have been given. The game came out in 1997 for PC, 1999 for Game Boy Color. This is the first sentence of this 10 out of 10 rave. I was seven in 1997. <laughs> well, yeah, you fucking you have a memory of this fucking game that you liked as a kid because you had no taste because kids don't know anything. <laughs> You just like using a keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> you like that you get to see it sit at dad's computer yeah. or play play the one game you had for your Game Boy Color. You know, I've got another thing here that says maybe we were wrong. It's an eBay listing for Star Wars Yoda stories. It's got a water score of 8.0. It's uh, It's been graded. It's new. It's factory sealed. And if you want this bad boy on your shelf, you're going to have to pay... Two thousand dollars. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> 
staggering. $2,000. Maybe we were wrong, Nick. Maybe we were wrong. Uh, I've also got a GameFAQs reader review by Tenshi no Shi. This is an 8 out of 10. I'll read a little bit of this. Play this game, you must. Captures Yoda's voice better than the game itself. <laughs> Woohoo, a little mini game chock full of Star Wars goodness. Seriously, I didn't know what to expect from this game, but I was surprised and happy with what I found. You basically play Luke Skywalker in the midst of his Jedi training. The game plays a lot like Zelda on the SNES, that is being very charitable, with little puzzles to solve. The great thing is, each game only lasts between one and one and a half hours. Nothing like seeing SD, super deformed versions of Stormtroopers. It's hard to hate the Empire when their heads are bigger than their bodies. The backgrounds are detailed for such a small game, and the characters are very recognizable. Great use of color, too. I guess if you were charmed by the art store, the art style, not repulsed as I was, then maybe you could find some charm in that. So maybe we're wrong in that regard. Did you see that part where you like reveal uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi and the first thing Luke says is like, Ben, you look thirsty. Like he sees a force ghost and the first thing he says is you look thirsty. I don't know what that was in reference to. I don't know. It was like a fever dream. Yeah, just baffling. Uh, do you have any more, Heather? No, that's it. That's all I could find. The cover of the box and the value of the game. <laughs> uh, that means it's time for a segment. Oh, it's no. another edition of the long dormant segment, You Don't Know, Jack Off. <laughs> our quiz one. Our quiz segment. <laughs> And this is a version of this game, a sub-game of this game, I'm calling The Platform Game. Now, as you know, Star Wars has released maybe more games than any other IP. Uh, so here's what, what I'm going to do. I'm going to name a Star Wars game that is uh, semi-obscure, and you name the platform, and you get a bonus point if you can name the year it came out. And I will say, uh, all three of you guys can play... Uh, buzz in with a Star Wars sound effect of your choice. Okay. All right. So do we understand the we understand the rules? I'll give you the title. You tell me the platform and the year. Yep. All right. Great. First up, Star Wars: Masters of Terrace Kasi. Hello, <laughs> Heather. Uh, that's uh, PC is the platform, and. It came out in 1997. I will give you one point for getting the year, but the platform is incorrect. Anyone else? Place, oh. Does anyone want to say what Heather just said and get a point? <laughs> Mark. That's my lightsaber unveiling. Thank you very much. Uh, very good. Is it Xbox? Not Xbox. Mm. McClunky. <laughs> Matt. Uh, it's a uh, the playstation one that's right this is a playstation fighting game came out in 1997 all right matt and heather each have a point apiece uh next up speaking of yoda stories lego star wars the new yoda chronicles hello Lego star wars the new yoda chronicles <laughs> heather um i'm gonna say gamecube 2002 Wrong on both counts. Someone Fuck else? Fuck you. Eat uh, shit. McClunky. <laughs> Matt. I'm going to say the Game Boy Advance, and I'm going to say 2001. Also wrong. Oh. <laughs> Lightning. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Wii? 2003? Not the Wii. 
You all, not the Wii, not 2003, you all undershot it. This was a mobile game that came out in 2014. <laughs> what? Wow. Yeah, the, uh, I think the, the Lego version of Star Wars, those games are maybe a little bit more recent than we, than we realize. Mm. Um, mm. All right, next up, Star Wars Jedi Arena. Um, pew, 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 pew. Heather. <laughs> or how about, uh, let's try, uh, try to do this one. Boing! <laughs> Very good. my best uh, Sonic, yeah, yeah. you know that from Sonic the, okay. thing. The Sonic, uh, my, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm going to say PlayStation 2, 2000. No, I'm sorry. That is incorrect. Ay, ay, ay. There's too much Star Wars. Hmm. Star Wars Jedi Arena is the game. Anyone else? I'm trying to think of a new sound. That's the snake and Dagobah that you made? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to stick with... Uh, Xbox 2006. No, I'm sorry. That is incorrect. I have Ugh, this is hard. Babu Freak. <laughs> Go ahead, Matt. Um, I'm going to say this was for this was for PC and it was uh, in 1998. You all overshot it this this time. Oh. This game, I'd never heard of it. Came out for the Atari 2600 back in 1983, just as the the video game market was about to crash. Wow. Star Wars Jedi Arena. Now you know of its existence. Wow. All right, next up. This one's more contemporary. Well, I mean, it's more contemporary (laughs) than that game. Star Wars Super Bombad Racing. (laughs) Ichuta! Mark Randy. Um, I want to say, I'm going to say the Wii. Uh, 2010? No, that is incorrect. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, let the past die. <laughs> kill it if you have to. <laughs> Heather Gamble. Um, what was the name of the game again? It was Bombad Racing? Star Wars Super Bombad Racing. Uh, N64. Late in the life cycle. So, 2001. Heather, I'll give you a point for 2001, but the platform is incorrect. Um, uh, boring conversation anyway. <laughs> um, no, I was, I, that was an answer. I was just talking about <laughs> what I was about to say. <laughs> um, I'm going to say it was for, because uh, I can picture the box art. I think it's PlayStation 2. Mm. Matt, you are correct. This was a PS2 game that wow. came out in 2001 uh, at the height of everyone having Jar Jar fever. All right, next up. <laughs> I never heard of this one. Star Wars Tiny Death Star. <laughs> Star Wars Tiny Death Star. Uh, uh, somehow Palpatine has returned. <laughs> uh, I think you said. I think you just delivered that with more enthusiasm than Oscar Isaac did. In the film. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, out of the box pitch here is my guess. I'm guessing Tamagotchi style handheld device in the year 1999. Like Tiny Death nope. Star, you kind of take care of it and you feed it. <laughs> your your logic is sound. It's a, a, but it is not its own hardware. It is it is on an existing platform, and the year is incorrect as well. Uh, the silence during the Holdo maneuver. 
Uh, I'm going to say uh, uh, mobile. Uh, 2016. Mark, you get a point because this was a mobile game. The year is incorrect. Matt, want to take a stab? Yeah, I want to get a little more specific than that. I want to guess that it's maybe it was for the um, for the engage, and it was for it was the year was uh, 2002. <laughs> okay, so mobile was already correct. You I know. changed the platform. <laughs> But and then went back in the time. The Engage was like a phone too, right? So I considered the Engage that was still- a phone. Yeah, it's it's not an Engage game. This game came out in 2013. Okay, uh, apparently it's a spinoff of a game called I think it's it was called either Tiny Skyscraper or it was one of those ones where they had just like an existing a-, a mobile game and then they reskinned it with a Star Wars IP. Okay, well take it back uh, that you guys were laughing at me because I still think that I still was kind of right. Still, I was getting more specific. <laughs> um. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Seems to be important to him. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I'll, I'll I'll do two more. All right. Here we go. Matt's got two points. Mark has one point. Heather has two points. Honestly, we'll the do, sound we'll do effects part is the hardest. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, if you need me to fill time. To quotes, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do, do anything Star Wars related. That's that's audio is fine. Okay. Next up, Star Wars: The Clone Wars lightsaber duels. My heart is beating, hoping that kiss will not become a scar. <laughs> Excellent. Heather. And I'm going to say, what, what, one more time with the title, what was it? Star Wars, The Clone Wars, Lightsaber Duels. This is a Wii game, and it came out in 2010. You are correct on the Wii, uh, off on the year. Shh. I don't like sand. Twenty <laughs> eleven? Uh, Not twenty eleven. I mean, I'm gonna guess two thousand. Oh wait. Um. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm gonna say uh, two thousand and eight. Matt, you nailed it. Two thousand eight wow. was the year. Awesome. All right. One left. One final one. Uh, Mark, you can knot it up. Matt or Heather, you can win outright. The game is Star Wars Trilogy Arcade. How wooed. (laughs) (laughs) Is that from Full House? (laughs) Star Wars Trilogy Arcade. Is and that's not the arcade release. This is a, this is a home release of the arcade trilogy. So I'm gonna say PlayStation, 1998. I mean, I think I confused you. It's it's an arcade game. I was the whole the that was the whole idea. As I said, Star Wars trilogy arcade, and then it was just right there. The platform is right there, but then clearly I didn't make the rules clear and. It was people thought it was an existing platform. It was a different platform that arcade couldn't be the platform. This was an arcade game. All right, can I try again? Yeah. I slaughtered them like animals. <laughs> All right, Heather Campbell. Arcade, nineteen ninety seven. Heather, 
You have won. You don't know Jack Off, wow. the hey! platform game. Wow. This was an arcade release, uh, although the year was 2008. This came out later oh, than you, than oh, you wow. What? Wow. Okay. You know what's interesting is that I remember a different Star Wars trilogy arcade that came out around the Dreamcast era, and I was hoping for a pl- for a Dreamcast port, but I don't know if this was an upgraded version or whatever, but the Wikipedia I was looking at said 2008. Also, maybe they were full of shit, and maybe some of these games were uh, invented for a laugh. But there we go. <laughs> that Star Wars Pod Racer, the arcade cabinet one, was awesome Ooh, though, with the actual yeah. Oh, yeah. with the actual like controls. Yeah, that was that a was great one. That was good. Whatever you want to think about the the prequels, which I am a a a, a mild defender of, the that it gave us pod racing. I think go is is like, hey, you know what? I'm glad it gave us that. I'm glad yep. we have these pod racing uh, interactive experiences. We've never stopped talking sequence. about pod racing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's not really. I mean, there's. It, it's weird. You can nobody really slams pod racing. They slam the dialogue around it, but nobody's like, ugh, pod racing. Like it's just like, oh, and then there was a cool racing sequence in the middle of this not good movie. Yeah. You know. I mean, I have some issues with Ben Quadraneris' character design, but yeah, overall, I like the sequence. (laughs) Hey, it's time for the question block. All right, this one's from at JustArider74 on Twitter, and they write, which Star Wars character do you think deserves their time to shine in a video game and hasn't gotten it yet? Extra life, if you pick Jar Jar, he definitely would need it. Wow, great question. I mean, I I would say the Mandalorian, but I feel like a Mandalorian game is probably already in development if it mm-hmm. hasn't already been released. But I mean, like that 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 feels like a natural fit. There already was a Star Wars bounty hunter game that I believe I can't remember if it, if you were a fictional bounty hunter in Mandalorian out uh, armor or you just were Jango Fett. I think you just were Jango Fett. Um, but yeah, a character. That gets because they use there. There's oftentimes with the Star Wars games, it's like a new character is invented, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we're saying a character from. I've, hey, you know what? We were talking about his torture sequence earlier. Uh, give Baca a game. Wow. Let's see a Chewbacca game. I'd like to be a Wookiee and fuck shit up and have a bowcaster, like a fruit ninja style. <laughs> 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 I'd want like a C three PO like a uh, point and click adventure, like we're used to like. Oh, that's fun. like there's no like fighting. He just has to like solve puzzles. That's cool. That's cool. I love that. It's so cool. A C3PO adventure game. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know the um is it Centipede that has the rolling ball? Mm-hmm. I think oh, yeah. a BB8 game where you control it by rolling a ball oh. and you have to like adjust for the momentum of the thing would be so much fun. Um that's my pitch. It's a BB8 game with a rolling where rolling ball controller. God, that's such a good idea, and it sucks that they just won't do that. Because that would be an amazing. Like if they if there there was still like a reason to make, or if if they were still like, hey, we're gonna make an arcade a new Star Wars arcade cabinet, that would be an amazing fit. Yeah, maybe Galaxy's Edge is listening. Ma- hey, maybe add it to Batu. If, <laughs> if they are listening, um, I I love Galaxy's Edge. You guys did a real good job. Mm-hmm. You should be proud of yourselves. Rise of the Resistance, I got on it in January. So, like, right before, like, lockdown happened. So, <gasps> I was pretty happy with myself. I got on it on March 10th. Wow. <laughs> wow. A year ago. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I did it, like, exactly a year ago. So, you, like, you like just snuck in. Yeah. I bought a season pass 
to Disneyland in January or February of that of 2020. Uh, they refunded me recently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I never got to ride Rise of the Resistance. Oh, it's mind blowing. Is it really? It's- I waited until like 11 at night. Like that was how long we had to wait to get on it. But I was like giggling the entire time thinking this is insane. What is happening? It was wow. truly, I was like, oh, this is the future of rides. This is, yeah. inc- this is the coolest thing I've ever been on. There's nothing, wow. there's nothing to compare it against. It's like the, fr- it's, I don't know. It was probably like the first time somebody got on a ride. They were like, wow, this is crazy. Like, it, it's that nuts. I couldn't believe it. There Can't was wait. a part, sorry if there's a dissertation at the end of the show, but there's a part where like <laughs> all the P, the ride attendants are like playing characters, like they're mm-hmm. playing like Imperial officers. And there was a guy, one of the Imperial officers, there's a woman there, like just you're waiting in a queue area. And she says like, hey, could you don't push that button? And she's like, ah, okay, whatever. But he's doing it in character, but he keeps, he finally, she's not listening to him. He finally says, ma'am, I am breaking character to tell you to stop pushing that button. It is a ride system. <laughs> so you are messing with the actual ride. <laughs> it was very intense. <laughs> that rules. Uh, hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at GetPlayedPod or send us an email at GetPlayedPod at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 616-2PLAY. That is 616-275-2933. Our music and engineering is by Devin Bryant. You can follow him on Twitter at BaffleGabs. Our guest, Mark Rennie. Mark, thank you so much. A delight to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. This was a thrill. I hated the game, but it was so nice to chat with you all. Um, Anything you'd like to plug? Uh, just my podcast I co-host with John Flynn. All three of you have been on it, Two Old Queens. That's right. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. those are, that would be a great place to start any of your three episodes. Uh, a lot of fun. We're looking for the gayest movies ever, and we use a complex and Byzantine scoring system. <laughs> I did Mission Impossible Fallout, which I was I, I love discussing with, uh, with yes. you guys. Uh, Heather, Matt, what were your movies? I, I think mine was Titanic. It was Titanic, yes. Mm. That was during our month of Best Supporting Actresses. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Uh, mine was uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. One of my one of my favorite movies. Wow! Yeah. Wow! Uh, ch- check that out. Check out those episodes. Two old queens. And Matt, what's next week's game? Well, next week we're spending seventy minutes in gaming heaven. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, bucket. Edge. I remembered. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. 